91.9 WRW is in Port Huron with the Felix and Tim Sports Show. What's up, everybody? We're back. It's, it's us. It's us again, like usual. Yep. All right, we got a uh, we got a full load again. Obviously, there's a bunch of stuff going on. Opening day today in baseball. Obviously, we got the NBA coming to a close, as well as the, N- or the NHL season coming to a close. Final four is this Saturday, actually. Yep. I wasn't with even Michigan paying attention. I wasn't even paying attention to it. But with Michigan in the final four, who would have guessed? Really? Apparently Honestly, people, yeah. I mean, I guess being a Michigan native. Yeah, you want like you have them in the final four, but like, like even if you don't know anything about any other sensible person, yeah, like a, a sensible like bracket picker, like I I guess I consider myself that I didn't pick them going. I don't think out of the Sweet Sixteen in my bracket. I don't even think like I don't. I think I had them out in the round of thirty-two or the round of sixteen. Yeah, I don't know. It was, I mean, obviously my bracket was busted this year. We already went over that uh, last last time but yeah but there's no one who doesn't have a brat or a busted bracket yeah everyone's bar- <laughs> everyone's brackets were busted on like the first round actually i think not even busted isn't even the right word just absolutely obliterated after umbc beat virginia even even before that once arizona lost everything just went south that was like day one day one of the games my bracket was dead so yeah Mine, yeah, I had Virginia winning it, so obviously. But anyway, we got to get started on the weather. As so, usual, so I'll, yeah. I'll pull up the weather. Uh, currently, it's 39 degrees in the Port Huron area. Today, expect rain with highs in the lower 40s and light winds. Humidity is at 99%. Tonight, expect rain early this evening, then cloudy with rain likely possibly mixed with snow early this evening. Partly cloudy late, lows in the upper 20s. Friday, as in good Friday tomorrow, expect partly cloudy through the early afternoon, then becoming mostly sunny with highs in the mid-40s and north winds. Not bad. Kind of gross outside, but not too bad. Yeah, it's been raining all day, and that is mostly why the Tigers game is canceled. But, yeah, our question for you, I I thought it was a pretty good one. Uh, I came up with it. Call us in or text us at 810-258-3160. But my question here is how many people do you think asked to get today off from work and, yeah, just for the opening day? How many people do you think uh, asked for the work day off just so that they could go to opening day? Obviously, opening day is canceled. A lot of people, you know, got the full day off just to go to the game because it was, you know, a day game. And just a little stat for you here so that you can put it into perspective. There is 41,297 seats at Comerica. So, I mean, I'm assuming it would probably be sold out since it's opening day. But how many people do you think took the work day off today to go to the baseball game? And turns out there is no baseball game today. So call us or text us at 810-258-3160. Again, that's 810-258-3160. 3160 and tell us your number for how many people took the day off work today to go to the Tigers game. I honestly said 
I would say about 6,000 out of 41,000. I'd, I'd go with like 12 because like obviously not all 41,000 people are you know working a job but like you know a job that they'd have to take work off of but at the same time I feel like it's there's a lot of like family stuff going on then so they might have just asked for a lot like probably like Wednesday off Wednesday up until however long spring break is I don't I don't think no people don't get work off for spring break right they don't have their own no. spring breaks yeah I thought so no so. one has spring break besides us and schools yeah but like I feel like they definitely have to get some work off just to go out with their kids or something you know if you have kids obviously they're gonna want to go somewhere over break I mean I, I think we're just staying in town right we're probably just gonna yeah, play rock going go to Bailey's house <laughs> yeah uh, just kind of chill out here in Port Huron not really much to do it's raining it's cold not a lot to do outside, so we're yeah, a lot of people are going to the Dominican Republic. That's our, our senior trip. trip. Yeah, that's our senior trip. This That'd be year. fun. I guess it, it'd be pretty cool. At the same time, I just it just seems like kind of a mess, but at the same time, I guess it would be cool to go out of out of country. Technically, it's not out of country still, but you know, you, you get what I mean. We're going over we're going over the sea a little bit, but yeah. Just it's cool. just it's just it's not very good weather i mean yeah at least yeah here, i don't expect sucks. it to get good anytime soon or to like you know or to have it it could snow we're still in michigan i mean it could I snow mean, it, right now it, it could be it, worse said it in the news report i mean there's possible snow early this evening yeah with so rain, i mean so it can disgusting. get worse it can get worse. so it probably will be worse that's yeah sure. so i mean Anyway, it just sucks that the Tigers game is canceled, and it has been looking forward to it. I mean, I'm not a huge baseball fan myself, but obviously, opening day or opening day is always going to be a big deal to any team in the league and any regular person. But yeah, really, in any league, yeah, just it sucks. But anyway, it's been the day. The game's been rescheduled. Uh, It's been postponed due to weather, and it has been rescheduled for Friday at one ten. Eastern time uh, from MLB.com backslash Tigers. They also said today's game versus the Bucks. I don't know if that's a nickname for the Pirates, but I mean, I I feel like that's just an error. The Tigers against the Bucks, like that to me, that sounds like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's not the Pittsburgh Pirates. I guess the Buccaneers are the same thing as a Pirate, but I mean, you could have just said the Pirates, not the Bucks. So why? That's what I thought. I didn't think there was a Buccaneers baseball team. I no, that there's not. It's yeah, just another word for a pirate. I, I don't know why they couldn't just say pirate. So I highlighted that. I thought it was kind of funny. That's just, just like the Bucks. Like what? That's weird. I mean, I guess it's it's like <laughs> it's, it's just the official website. Well, it's, it's kind of how like the Canadians are called the Habs. Like in in hockey, you call the Montreal Canadiens the the Habs or whatever. But it it doesn't make lot of sense like why would you just call them the pirates i have no idea so that's why i'm asking like is that their nickname i i, I know. you know it's it another word for pirate yeah it like buccaneer like swashbuckler stuff like that i mean i that, that is it is really weird because when i first read that i kind of like double taked it a little bit i was confused like i saw you highlighted it and i was like wait what does he mean by this it's like there's no buccaneers baseball team yeah, the 
I know that's that's exactly why. <laughs> yeah, I, I know that was that was odd, but yeah. Anyway, though, if you wanna if you wanna call us or text us about any of this, actually, yeah, we set up the calling feature this time, so now we can actually put you on air, and we don't have to stick the phone up to the mic anymore. But give us a call, text us eight one zero two five eight three one six zero. That's eight one zero two five eight three one six zero. But yeah, here we go. The Tigers. Start to break down their team a little bit. They are throwing a lot of new stuff at us. This year they're mixing a lot of rookies and young players into the lineup. And uh, they're just mixing them with the veterans that they still have, that they still hung on to. And here are the, some of the questions we have. I mean, you saw last year they got rid of a lot of middle-aged players. They got rid of kind of those intermediate guys, kind of the fillers. Yeah. And now they have, you know, their top tier, your Cabrera, your Victor Martinez, the sort of the fan favorites at this point they're not the all-stars that they were but they are the fan favorites they're the the people that can still be can still play at that highest level yeah they can be consistent they're just not going to be that all-star caliber player anymore and then you have you know the super young guys who you know you could find a diamond in the rough but you know you really don't know what you can find with them so here's what to expect you know i Highlighted three guys here. Who are Leonis Martin? I don't I don't even know. I think it's like Jimer, Jamer, Candelario. He played for the Tigers last oh. year for a little bit. And then Francisco Liriano. And I guess so, that would be like Heimer. I, I don't know. I don't know. Sure. <laughs> but anyway, I'll discuss those three players. Sort of the new names, the new faces here in Detroit. Um, Leonis Martin, he's a speedy outfielder who was drafted by the Texas Rangers from Cuba, picked up by Seattle and traded to the Cubs before coming to the Tigers. The speedy center fielder has had a recent power surge in his recent seasons, but his strikeout percentage has, always ri- has also risen. The Tigers picked up a great defensive player in Martin, who also has a power side to him. Uh, as for Heimer. Really, really, like, for this signing, I feel like Detroit really, like, does need power, but yet again... They don't want someone to strike out. They need a guy with a high average. and It's not always about home runs. It's just because about getting it's, a ball it was there. that thing. Like It's the reason that they don't do great is because all their runs like just come from you know big plays or big hits. They never you know bat the full inning and like yeah. get the bases loaded, get a single. It's always like you're just slamming it down. And I mean, yeah, that it's, it's cool. It's still like a, a fine way to get runs, but. Yeah. You don't have, you know, the consistent hitting, and people, you know, That's a the, good hitting would be probably above 300. Yeah, is like, you know, a solid hitter. Yeah, because you know, it's obviously it's not always about home runs. There's always there's that play in between. You know, it's it's for them. It's basically like it's either an out or a home run. Like, and what you're looking for is you're looking for that that combination of all three, where you, well, less the outs, but like the combination of the two, where you're hitting the ball consistently. And not always striking out or home running or just hitting home runs. Yeah, and that's important to find that middleman. But anyway, as for Heimer, he's only played in 27 games for the Tigers last year. And if you can remember, because most people aren't watching or keeping up with the Tigers at that point in the season, he's a bright spot, batting 3,300 and had a walk percentage of 11.3. Could bat second this year for Detroit, and although he isn't speedy, he could again add some power. Yeah, so another positive. And he batted 330, so that's, you know, really good. Yeah, we need that. Um, the Tigers also take a pitcher, and Francisco 
Liriano, who is 34 and is his 12th year in the league. Personally, I think it'd be smart to keep him in the bullpen to lead the weakest part of the Tigers, but he's fighting for a spot in the rotation. But another but in this sense, he does have experience in the bullpen and in the starting rotation, and I think that's you know very important that he can switch through between you know the two. But obviously, I think he's better in the bullpen because I mean, who wouldn't think that it's the Tigers guy. have one of the worst bullpens in Major guy. League it's, Baseball? It's, it's important to get the older guys and the veterans out keep him in the bullpen but yeah i mean it's good that he can start and play in the bullpen i think his last outing was against the jays if i'm not wrong and he threw uh over 90 pitches so just goes to show the versatility he can show he's proving that he has an arm that he can pitch through games possibly be that you know mid-game reliever if we need one coming in in the fifth sixth inning say someone has a bad outing so he could be, you know, kind of that guy for us that can shift up and down. But it all depends on how the guys do because we really don't have a name starting six. Our starting rotation here, uh, at least the people that are fighting for the starting rotation, is Zimmerman, Fulmer, Boyd, Liriano, Norris, and Farmer, which, you know, four or five of those guys were pitching for us last year, but like they still aren't known around the league, you know, Farmer, Boyd, and Fulmer, all, even Norris, they all have their ups and downs, and the Tigers just don't have any names in the starting rotation. I feel like it's a, it's it's kind of weak starting rotation where they used to be so powerful there, and just I feel like they just need you know more consistency because I mean, Nor I think it was Norris he had a stretch for about three to like six starts where he was just on fire. He was just getting a ton of strikeouts in that stretch. He had an ERA, I think, of you know below two. He was playing amazing baseball. And then, you know, he has some games where he just he's out in five innings and he gives up, you know, four home runs, something like that, with a nine ERA or something dumb. And it's just like, come on. Like, why can't you pitch like this throughout the whole entire season? I just don't think that Detroit has that consistent guy yet. Zimmerman could step up, but I'm not sure if you know I would really believe that. Uh, another move that the that the Tigers did is they put Castellanos from third base to the outfield. I think that's a pretty start, or I think that's a pretty smart move. At yeah. least you know you keep Castellanos, and I don't know how he's going to do in the outfield. I feel like he's a little slower than the other guys because he is bigger, but he. He has developed in his batting aspect of his game, which is really positive. When he first came on the Tigers, he was absolutely atrocious, batting in the low twos, about 210 average. And last year we saw him in stints go upwards of 360, 350. So, you know, good for him. I kind of see him as like a, a J.D. Martinez now that he's in the outfield. I kind of feel like he can fill in that spot well. No, I feel like he, you know, as long as you're able to keep up with the speed that position requires, I feel like anyone can do that. <laughs> anyone can do it as well as he would. Yeah, and then you have Mikey Matuk, who batted 161. Is that how you spell is, Mikey? Uh, it's how you spell his name. That is odd. Mikey Matuk batted 161. He had, that was his average, and which was the worst of the protected starters. That was what he batted in spring training. 
but he is still young. So, you know, those young guys especially have, you know, very, very, like, high highs and very low lows sometimes. And it could just be his low. He's still going to get the start. He just needs to find he just needs to find his way in the league right now. He's he's obviously since they're young and they gotta figure out, you know, how the league works and over time maybe he is that diamond in the rough you were talking about. But for now, he's the worst of the starters in batting average. So Yeah, and last year he didn't do bad. Last year I think he did all right. And again he was one of those bright spots of just, you know, playing the young guys out in the end of the year. Yeah, just just in hopes that they would find that rhythm and some people did. And yeah, they got a few. They got a few returning guys from that stint to be their starters. I think they definitely experimented with a lot of them. And it's I think, smart. I it's think smart. Uh, the GMs saw a lot more than we did based off that stint. So they made some questionable moves that we were like, okay, what's going on? But I think what they did was they saw a lot more from those games than what we did. And I think this is one of those times where we just got to trust our management. And we're just going to see how it plays out as the year goes on. But to wrap up this minute 30 of the segment, we got Cabrera and V-Mart. How will they do this season? They're both aging. They're both, you know, the stars of our batting. So we're going to play a little game of higher or lower. Uh, Cabrera with 117 hits last season. All these stats are going to be from last season. You tell me if they're higher or lower this season. So okay. Cabrera with 117 hits, higher higher. or lower. I got higher. He had 130 games played, so I don't know if you want to do the averages. For all these, I'm I'm not gonna do super. 117 hits. You said higher. Higher. I think higher. Okay, 60 RBIs. Um, higher. All right. Yeah, I would say the same thing. Yeah. Uh, 50, 54 walks. I, the same. I guess I I don't really. <laughs> I guess that's whatever. Uh, strikeouts 110. Um, lower. Home runs 16. Lower. And average 249. Higher. Yeah, I'd say higher. The only one I'd say higher. The one that I disagree with you on is the home runs. He'll probably I mean, get a if, few more. If than he can 16. get more hits, then yeah, I'd say more home runs. And then Vmart with a hundred hits and hundred. This one is for hundred seven games for last season, so he had a hundred hits. Higher. Uh, Forty seven RBIs. Higher. Uh, Thirty six walks. I, the same. <laughs> uh, strikeout sixty three. Uh, higher. Uh, Ten home runs. Higher. And 255 average. Higher. I feel like if, so he, I disagree, if he has more games, I disagree I feel with like, you yeah. on the hits and the average. I'd say he gets a lower average, but if he's playing more games, then why would he have more hit or less hits? I don't know. Keep it here. Okay, nerds, I knew that would get your attention, but for real, listen up. Join Cole Galbraith and Declan Rummel on the Nerd Podcast every Friday afternoon from 3 to 4. Or if you miss it, search WORW Nerd Podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Here at 91.9, we play all of today's hottest like Young, Dumb, and Broke by Khalid. Young, young, dumb, and broke. Young, dumb, young, young, dumb, and broke. Ready for it by Taylor Swift. Are you ready for it? Gucci Gang by Lil Pump. Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang. Spread their rest on. So keep it here on 9.9 The Wave to hear more hot hits like this. Hope you enjoyed your meal. And I just want to say, he's lucky to have a brother like you. Lucky? Caring for my brother is far from easy. But he's a part of me, like my arms and legs, so I'll be his. No time for tired. Nothing can disable this love. He needs me. But I'm the lucky one. 
even though I need help now and then. If you're caring for a loved one, visit aarp.org caregiving for care guides and community. Support for your strength. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. This is the Felix and Tim Sports Show on 91.9 every Thursday from 3 to 4. Now, here's Felix and Tim. Here's Felix and Tim. I wasn't, that wasn't directed at you. Yeah, so for the NHL segment, we're not going to do it right now, but during our third segment, we're going to be covering the NHL. And basically, what? Okay, sorry. I'm, I'm not going to give it away. I'm not giving it away too much, but it's going to have to do with brackets. Yeah, it doesn't have to do with too much. It's it's literally, Good it's job. basically just, yeah. It's... Okay. Yeah, boo. What? Oh, my gosh. Okay. Skip the weather. We don't do weather on the second segment. You should know how this works. What? Don't give me that look. Why would we not do the weather? What's the difference? I don't. I feel like we should only do the weather once anyway. Do it twice. All right. You should know how this works. Yeah, apparently not. Well... In the bat, it's this is the basketball segment this time since we have college basketball and NBA going on. So basically, in the NBA, oh, you don't say. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah, we're not kidding. <laughs> All right, so for the Pistons, uh, basically, what I wrote down is our playoff hopes, and. If you didn't know, our, <laughs> our next game is tonight against Washington, the future champs at 7. Of course, this of is course a, they are. This is one of our last home games of the season. There's about eight games left. And for as for the playoff hopes, we're 34-40, and 40, ninth in the East. We're still five games out behind the eighth seed Bucks, who are like 18. eight games left? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, there's eight games left. They've won – their last two, but they're only five and five in their last ten. So wow, great, great job, guys. Eight games left. Only three teams are actually in the playoffs, though. So that's the Sixers, the Raps, and the Wizards. And the other five are the Knicks, Nets, Mavs, and Grizzlies, and Bulls. So what do you think they're going to go in there? Those are, out. Those, those are the teams that are out, right? Yeah, they're way out. The Nets aren't even close. The Knicks aren't even close. The Grizzlies are the worst team in the league. The Mavericks are right above the Grizzlies, and the Bulls are sitting right between. Okay, what what do you say? I didn't what do you think? What do you think they're gonna they're gonna go in their last eight games? Predictions. <laughs> Who do they play? Those those eight teams. I. Oh, that's what you mean. I thought you meant like only five have been eliminated from playoff contention. I was like, what? No, a lot of teams are eliminated from. Yeah. Playoff contention. Okay, eight that's teams just, left. Those are their next eight games. Sixer. Okay. Wow. We. So you're saying there's a chance? So I'm, you're saying okay, there's a at, chance. Okay, look at the the next the next segment. Right after this, I'm gonna say the Bucks schedule isn't too rough either. They're actually playing like Golden State, but Golden State's entire team is being rested it's right fine. now. Um so the Pistons, bold prediction. Bold prediction. Uh, I wish there was like a, a gavel sound effect, but I'll make one. Okay, let me just seven and one. one. Whoa. They're only losing to the Raptors. Seven and one. They're, they're gonna turn it on. They know what time it is, and they're playing literally garbage teams. If they if I, they lose if they lose to one garbage team, they're done. I mean, okay. yeah, I mean yeah, they could be done at any time. Yeah, yo yeah, Felix, I get it. Okay, I know. I, I know that they're done. I know that they're basically not gonna make the playoffs. 
I think they'll go seven and one, make a good run at it at least. I and think I think they're gonna go five and three. And the the bad team they're gonna lose to is the Knicks. And despite being a Knicks fan myself, I just see them losing to the Knicks and it's gonna at be this bad. point it's just random. They're gonna lose this six. I mean they already they're crushed lose the to Bulls. the Knicks. I think they'll beat the Sixers. I think they have good inside presence. I think they're going to lose to the Grizzlies. The no, Raptors, the yeah. Sixers, the Sixers have lost. Apparently, Joel Embiid's out with a face contusion. Markel Fultz in his second game yeah, shouldered him in the head. Now he's out with a face contusion. So Wow, trust the process. Job. He literally comes back Great job, the whole Markel. season and elbows is one of the best players on his team in the face. Yeah. At least that's, that hasn't happened in the Pistons. That's gonna suck, but yeah, I'm gonna say they're going five and three. Which uh-huh, is jokes which is, on you from Detroit. We don't elbow our center in the face. Yeah, because none of our teammates can reach him. Because we got a five-three point guard on our team. Anyway, though, basically right now, as what I'm looking at it, even if Felix's prediction is right that they go seven and one in their last eight games, their chances are practically slim to none. Uh, the Bucks would have to lose. I think six, six of their last yeah, so eight they have or to go seven. Six and two, up or one I don't, and six. It, de- it depends on how many games they have I left. Mean two and six. Sorry, they would have to lose almost all their games, and I think the Bucks actually have the tiebreaker too, even if they did tie. So, it's it's slim to none. It's it's rough, but I mean, in, in the NBA, there was some other cool news. Carl uh, Anthony Towns dropped fifty six, which was a franchise record for the Timberwolves, and Kemba Walker. Is now the leading scorer. He's the leading franchise leading scorer for the Hornets. Even though they lost, let's just give him some applause. No, <laughs> there's no applause button even. So that's cool. Yeah, it's it didn't even button. work because he lost. It already knew. It was like it's. Who cares? Honestly, he's LeBron James. The only reason he gave him a hug is because he's like, yeah, thanks for the W. He just sat around. LeBron James didn't even know. Just he's like, why is the crowd cheering in Charlotte? Because it says it they just the, they just lost. It definitely said it on the Megatron because people can actually like look up and check out the Megatron and it's probably filled with his stats. Thank you. Am I close to the mic yet? Yeah, thank you for I not was stretching out. Anyway, though, Campbell Walker. Oh, congratulations I, to him. Yeah, he's I probably gonna so. he's probably gonna leave in free agency. Dude, you know, I just thought that we haven't done like the kudos of the week in a while. I not mean, like I care because it's your segment. I mean, we haven't done the kudos of the week. Probably because we hadn't been doing it for three straight weeks, and I, I, I guess I just don't remember. No, we it was yeah, it was because it was like four weeks ago. We didn't do it last week, and so if you do look forward to the kudos of the day, I'm very sorry for you guys. Hopefully, uh, you remember I? by the last segment. Yeah, I I'll remember. It's not going to be too bad. Yeah, but we won't be on next week, guys. Spring, Spring break. break. Sorry, I mean, we'll be here, but we're not going to be at the school because it's being. Uh, scraped out for asbestos. So, yeah, we won't be on there. Sorry, guys, but uh, we're going to close out the year going on a hot streak of weeks in a row that we do this. Yeah, Hopefully, after spring break ends, we're going to be on basically until we graduate. Yep. Maybe, maybe there'll they'll, be maybe one last ceremonial show. That would probably be a tearjerker. Just kidding. You guys are probably, for, for the three people, you guys are probably going to hate it. Anyway, I'm just kidding. It was fun. I guess we haven't really said a question that you can call or text in. So I got a question. What do you think the Pistons will go in their last eight? Yeah. Call us or text us at 810-258-3160. Again, that's 810-258-3160.
three one six zero. Oh, what do you think the Pistons will go in their last eight? I mean, we I already said seven and one. I said five and three. But anyway, though, you probably don't honestly care about the Pistons because they suck. So, yeah. But if you do want to give us a a record in their next eight, I can't believe you disrespect them like that. <laughs> what? You? I'm booing you again. You're booing me for what? Pistons suck. Be optimistic. I okay. They're don't going even tell me. Seven and one. Do not even tell me I was optimistic because when they traded for Blake Griffin, I said they were going fifth seed. I owe my dad five bucks <laughs> because I said they'd go fifth seed. He's like, they're not even going to make the playoffs, and I was like, yeah, you're wrong. Guess who is wrong? Me. Okay. Enough optimism. The Pistons <laughs> are going to come back next season and go 82 and 0. Whatever. You just Final. said enough optimism and then contradicted yourself. Put it in the promo. All right. Up no, next. they're Final. not. Next season, they probably will do the same thing. They do the same thing every year. Stan Van Gundy needs to not be the GM and the head coach. He just needs to do one. It doesn't matter. I didn't even know he was both. He's both. Uh, oh, I talked about this with James. It wasn't with you. Yeah, he's both. That's why he made the Blake Griffin trade, because he wanted to win now so he could keep his job. Uh, I'll do the applause myself. Thank you, Stan. Whatever. Let's go back into the more corrupt league, the NCAA, which is the final <laughs> four. It's not as corrupt as the rest of the league, but it's pretty cool. We got number 11, Loyola, it's taking not, on number three, Michigan. It's not because Arizona's not in Yeah, it. they're out <laughs> of it. <laughs> Great. They're Great. out of it. They Good really job, Buffalo. Rid us of the criminals. The criminals. <laughs> the criminals. <laughs> All right. We got a question for you guys for the Final Four. Who's going to win the national championship this year? Give us a text. Call us, 810-258-3160, 810-258-3160. Who's going here's, to win the Here's my bold statement. I said the Pistons are going 7-1. and one. Loyola, last Chicago. Th- no, I'm not stupid. Here's my bold statement. It's not really a bold, bold statement. statement. It's, just a, it's, a it's just a smack in the face to some people. If you really think Michigan is winning the national championship, you're an idiot. Got another thing coming for you. And it's not us. You're absolutely you're just stupid. I don't there's there can't be. It's like they're a good team, but if do you, you honestly actually think, believe do if you, you really like there's there's optimism as we discussed. Okay. I think Michigan can be Loyola. I'm not that stupid. Uh, yeah, I get, it, like I get it. I get it. I get it, everybody. I get it. Felix, but Loyola, they beat Cincinnati and all these good teams. And they didn't get here for no reason. Yeah, yeah, so did yeah I know. Them. Literally, okay, I'm looking at some stats right here. Loyola hasn't even beaten a top 32 team. They haven't even played a I get top it. 32 I get team. it, guys. Loyola's earned their spot. Congratulations, Loyola. You've done great. <laughs> what is that stat? Clutchness. Okay, it's it's team's win percentage in close games. We'll talk okay. about it later. It, it makes more sense. Anyway... I, I, I think Loyola is a respectful opponent. I don't think Michigan will blow them out. I think it's a jump ball. I think Michigan will probably have a better chance to win the 50-50 game. No, I'm not saying Michigan's going to win, and I'm not saying Loyola's going to win either. I'm saying it's going to be a 50-50 game that comes down to the wire. I don't know who's going to win. And then you have Kansas and Villanova. This is, this and is... who cares about who goes through? They will destroy Whoever is in the national yeah, championship. Yeah, this is exactly what I was going to say. You think like 
Like, okay. what, what is the record for the biggest blowout in NCAA Finals history? Because I will, make, I will say right now, it will happen. This year will be just a pure domination. We've seen it so much in the first round with the upsets being pure dominations. I mean, yeah, that's, that's a different story. But, I mean, this is insane. A one seed going against a defensively sound, well, possibly, one of these one seeds, which Kansas and Villanova are kind of the same team almost. You can kind of say that. But I would say Villanova wins that game because they're just more versatile. They're better shooting. They find the open guy, and they actually play more like a team than Kansas does. And then I think Villanova just destroys whoever comes out because you have Villanova who everyone on the floor can score you have Michigan who's so hot and cold but they do play good defense that could keep them in I guess keep them close and they you just have Loyola that just won't even be able to keep up with the size I I don't care what you say about Loyola and like give them a chance no I'm not going to give them a chance because I'm not dumb Loyola plays great for Loyola and they've done above expectations got school off this week, Monday and Tuesday, because they were celebrating so hard. I mean, yeah, they, they're great, and they've went on this magical run, but at the same time, they're, they're too small against these you know NBA-ready teams. They're too small. They work the ball around. They find the open shot. Good for them. It's not going to win them a national championship against these teams who are ready to go in the NBA. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm, I'm looking up the stats right now for the biggest win so far of what I'm looking at is UCLA versus Dayton, which was 79 to 64. UCLA versus okay, UCLA in 1976 through 19, they literally won the national championship. That's only that's 15 points. Yeah, but they just literally won it for 10 straight years. Okay, it's the almost, same. almost 10 straight years. Whatever the. Yeah, they're, most of them have been pretty close. Yeah, it's like, like 15, 70, 75 to 57. Yeah, but like like you were saying, honestly, it really doesn't matter That's who, who they so go up it's, against. It's about 20. If they, if they beat them by about more than 20, they set the record. Basically, okay, what I'm looking at the stats here right now is Villanova and Kansas have both played nine top 32 teams. They're 8-1 and against both, or they're both 8-1 and against those teams. Michigan is four and four. They've played eight of the top thirty-two teams. Loyola hasn't even played one yet. I think that's kind of odd. They haven't played any of them in the regular season yet. Okay, and what Felix was mentioning earlier was the clutchness scale, or the clutch clutchness scale, and this is on like bracketiq.com. I found it through uh, Bleacher Report. This is basically the team's win percentage in close games. Loyola has a seventy-eight percent. Well, the Wolverines only have a 66, despite the buzzer beater by Jordan Poole. And when you look at the Jayhawks, they almost have the identical percentage. And the Wildcats of Villanova actually have the smallest percentage, which this is, I feel like this stat doesn't help much just because of the fact that Villanova's games have not been very close for them to actually close out close games. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like they haven't even been close, and that's just not fair. That's not a fair rating i feel like for the jayhawks that would be a better rating because it just shows that even though they did keep it close they they ended up winning those games anyway but um loyola they've just been playing all close games i feel like their entire season was close games 
But honestly, if we're looking at the stats right now, uh, this field goal percentage, Loyal is number one, but the difference between the first place position and the 25th place position is 3%. So See, that's the thing. Loyola has a big man, but he's not he's not he's like not a, a physical person like Wagner is. I think Wagner's literally gonna dominate him in the offensive post. Yeah, he's like a Frank Kaminsky. And then I think once Michigan can establish that double team on Wagner, then at that point it's just drive and kick, and that's where Michigan thrives. And I mean, yeah, Loyola finds the open shot, but if Michigan plays defense like they did against Florida State, they are going to be very hard to score on. And then Villanova and Kansas, it's just going to be like 190 to 150. It's, it's going to be a big game. I feel like the game to watch right now is obviously Villanova versus Kansas. Uh, the Loyola-Michigan game will be closer, but it will probably be like a low-scoring kind of a situation, in my opinion. Well, depending. Yeah. If Michigan plays like they did against Texas A&M, they could completely obliterate yeah. Loyola, and Loyola could do the same. See, it's just basically what it's looking at is – it's a fight to get into the finals, but once you get into the finals, it just seems like an unfair matchup at that point. Because either team that comes out of the the Jayhawks, Wildcats area is just, I just feel like it's not even going to be close. Like, obviously, there's been a lot of upsets this year, but I just don't feel like, I don't feel like they can beat either, like, either Loyola or Michigan can beat the Jayhawks. I don't, I don't think Kansas. Michigan was very deserving of the three seed to begin with. No, and I mean it was it was a close call for them to even make it into the Sweet 16. Like they got, I'm not gonna call it luck because this Jordan Poole guy did it back in high school too. Like he's a clutch guy, but I just it doesn't. It's just like they're a good team, but like when will the luck run out? Will it run out now? Will it run out after the tournament? Did it already run out and we just don't know it yet? I just I don't know. They're they're all good teams, obviously. Loyola has worked their way up from basically nothing to get into the Final Four almost completely out of nowhere. And Michigan has obviously also climbed a lot this year, but I just, I just can't see them beating the I'll team. end this with a statement. Since we have Michigan so prevalent in the Final Four, Michigan football has been a hot topic as well. The uh, question that's been going around almost every talk show has been, is Beeline a better coach than Harbaugh? I think there's two sides of that. You have Jim Harbaugh is the better coach when it comes to bringing in a recruiting class, getting people ready for the NFL, and, you know, he'll make a bowl game. He's a good coach. Michigan will do, you know, fine, and they should be probably in the top 25 for at least a few games every year. And, you know, they, they have the ability to dominate. John Beeline as a coach, makes these guys into winners. Michigan's not supposed to go anywhere, but every single time in March, he seems to find a way to get there, and he brought them to a national championship with his overall best team that he's ever had, and this is his third Elite Eight appearance in the last six years. So, I mean, John Beeline is the better coach if you want to win consistently. Congrats to him. Keep it here. It's important to buckle up your kids. I know. Sometimes car seats can be complicated. I know. And if your child's in the wrong seat and you get into a crash. I know. It could lead to a serious injury. I know. So you're 100% sure you have the right car seat for your child's age and size? I don't know.
Don't think you know. Know you know. Car crashes are a leading killer of children 1 to 13. Make sure you have the right car seat. Visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here at 91.9, we play songs like No Limit by g Easy. I'm sure I'll hit it one time, I'm a piper. If I hit it two times, then I like her. Yeah, three times, I'm a wiper. Thunder by Imagine Dragons. Why by Sabrina Carpenter. For hits like these and many more, keep it here to 91.9 FM, The Wave. Recently, Port Huron Northern adopted a positive behavior intervention system. As a part of this, the school has adopted the acronym LEAD, which stands for Living Respectfully, Engaged, Achieving, and Dedicated. Students are encouraged to behave according to the LEAD acronym in order to gain signatures on their LEAD card which can be redeemed for cookies, raffle tickets, or even a shout-out on WRW 91.9 FM, The Wave. For all the students out there, keep up the great work. All right, we're back. We're looking up some stats for regular season records in the NHL. You take over. I'll take over. Felix is going to look up some stuff. But we're going to be covering the NHL segment. We got a couple texts actually earlier, so we're going to we're going to thank you guys for that because my phone did not go off at all. We didn't get any notifications for them, but we did get a text, and they say that the Pistons are going four and four the next couple ones. And you know, I would actually agree with that as well. It's it's obviously it's it's fair to say that they they will go even just like they have for the rest of the season, but. No, I totally agree with that. No. Thank you. Thank you again. Uh, another text. It's actually probably from Felix's dad. Pistons, 6-2. and two. Another bold prediction from an archer. So how about that, guys? You know, give it up for the good fans. But anyway, we're going to be covering the weather since, obviously, we only do it twice a show. My mistake. Yeah. My, my bad. My bad. I didn't know that. Whatever. I've been doing this for a year, and I didn't know that. Okay, so currently in the Blue Water area, it is 39 degrees. Conditions are light drizzle with 99% humidity, like before. Today, expect rain, highs in the lower 40s, light northeast winds, and a chance of rain near 100%. So I'm just say there's going to be rain. Okay, cool. Tonight, rain early this evening, then cloudy with rain, lightly, likely possibly mixed with snow early this evening, partly cloudy late, and lows in the upper 20s. Friday, tomorrow. Expect partly cloudy through early afternoon, then becoming mostly sunny, highs in the mid-40s. That was your weather. But now we have another question for the NHL. We're not really going to be covering the Red Wings because they're pretty much long gone out of the playoffs. We're not even going to bother with that. But our question is, who wins the Cup this year? Give us a call. Text us, 810-258-3160. 810-258-3160. Who do you think's winning the Cup this year, Felix? Actually, no. Don't tell me because we're doing our brackets. And we want this to be a surprise to you. I'm not even going to tell you who I want to win the Cup because, honestly, I don't know yet. But here's our playoff races currently. We have the Bruins, and they are only one point behind the Lightning and a game back out of the top. And the Panthers are three points behind the Devils for the Western Conference, or wild card two spot in the East with a game ahead. And the Flyers, Blue Jackets, Penguins, and Devils are all f- only four points between each other, with the Flyers having 92, Pens 92. 
Blue Jackets 91 and the Devils 88. Uh, in the Central Division race, the Wild have 94 points, Blues have 90, and the Avs have, or the Blues have 91, and the Avs have 90. And Avs have been a very hot team post All Star or post All Star game. They've been insane this year. Definitely expect something to come out of there. They might come out of nowhere. Obviously, the the Blues are a solid team every year, and the Wild also have been pretty hot lately. But the Kings and the Ducks each have 91, and the same amount of games. So that is going to be a very tight race come towards the end of the season. And as for the hottest teams in the league so far, we have the Lightning with 106 points total. They lead the league. Uh, they are 6-4 and four in their last 10, so they've obviously slowed down a little bit, but they, they've they obviously already clinched a playoff spot. So expect a lot from them in the playoffs this year. Uh, we have the Leafs at 99 points. They are 7-3-0 and oh in their last 10. Great team. Got a bunch of young guys this year who are, they definitely know what they're doing. They've been playing really solid as of late. Uh, they beat the Panthers last night. And for our next hot team, we got the Panthers who are at 85 points. Six and four in their last 10. Hot team as usual. Good goalie. And it's a very close race between them and the Devils right now for the wild card spot. So keep an eye on them. They're going to be a major player in this year's playoff race. I wouldn't say they're a major player in this year's playoffs if they do make it, but they're going to be a major decider for a lot of teams, Devils included. Uh, for the next team, we got the Capitals. They're, they have 99 points. They're currently 9-1-0 in their last 10. That's crazy. And uh, they're currently on a five-game win streak. They've been winning a lot as of late. Alex Ovechkin has been an absolute terror. And... They're going to be scary come playoff time. They might just make it out of the playoffs this year and not lose in the first round or the second round like they do every year. Uh, next team, we got the Blue Jackets. They have 91 points. They are also 9-1-0 in their last 10. Very hot team, as, as usual. They were just about as hot as they were now as they were last year. Very, very solid team. Expect a lot from them come playoff time. Uh, we have the Devils at 88 points. They're seven and three in their last ten. They've caught, they definitely caught a spark as of late, and you can expect a lot to come in the next couple of games, or come closing into the season. Uh, up next, we have the Sharks with 98 points. They're eight one and one in their last ten. They're just, they've just been killing it as a like lately. They've just been killing it. They've been scoring a lot, winning their games consistently. Expect a lot from them. Maybe not as far as they ran last year in the playoffs, but you know, you never know. They're they're like top five in the league right now in points. They're insane. And you know, expect a lot. Actually, number one team in the Predators, I got this wrong. They are the number one team in the league with one or hundred and nine points. They're six two and two in their last ten. Uh they're not they they aren't looking as hot as their record in their last ten is showing, but they're a crazy team, number one in the league. Expect a lot from them in the playoffs, just like usual. Maybe another <coughs> playoff run, another uh, finals run, maybe? What do you think? I think they're going to make it to the finals. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. They're I just, honestly are probably going to look and actually think about it when I'm doing my bracket. But we got everything set up now. Two nice-looking brackets, way better than last time. They're just a young, fast team. Uh, Why did you add the Coyotes into the hot <laughs> that was just they were I added Hottest every team, team with six wins in the last ten. Hottest teams, sixty five points. So what? They're six and four in their last ten. That means they're hot. 
I guess they're hot, but I just feel like you, they're, they're a playoff not even... deciding team. I guess. And they're playing the LA Kings soon. I'm pretty sure they're kicked out of. If they actually. No, they can't make the playoffs. Yeah, they cannot. There's physically no way they can get. I know, but it doesn't, points. despite the fact that they're hot. I guess you're right. I guess you're right. That's fair. Avalanche have 90 points. They're 9-4 in their last 10. And the Coyotes have 65 points, 6-4 and four in their last 10. They've gone on an absolute tear. Expect them to absolutely shred your playoff team come playoff decision time. I'm going to do my bracket. Okay, here, here's your mic. Okay, I'll, I'll commentate on your thing, but I mean... Yeah, and you can you can use that mic as to say why if I really if you really think it's bad, whatever. Uh, yeah, the Coyotes, watch out, man. They're a hot team. It's okay. I I get what you're saying now that they're a hot team. They will they win. may affect they may affect teams winning, like if you're playing like a wild card spot. You team. can't just be like, oh, the Coyotes. Yeah, they're like uh, Ben Simmons told Carl Anthony Towns, that was and then he actually lit him up and scored fifty six. If you didn't hear about that, um, during a Fortnite game, Ben Simmons, uh, Ben Simmons was playing with Carl Anthony Towns, and Carl Anthony Towns said he had to go to bed because he's got a game soon. And when Ben Simmons asked who he played, he said the Hawks. Ben Simmons responded with, "Yeah, you're good for a couple more games," and he dropped 56 on the Hawks and set a franchise record. So you know what? You know you can start your bracket, but you know what? He probably went to bed. Because he scored 56. Okay, that marker's dead. But it looks like there's a big L. Lightning over the Devils. You got to write the games. In four? It's going to be a close. It will be a close series. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Um, what is this? Bruins versus the Leafs. That's actually going to be really, really good. I'm wearing my Devil's hat. This will be a fun series to watch. But I am very offended by you picking the Lightning over the Devils. Yeah, really? Okay, he picked the Bruins over the Leafs. This is going to be a fun series. That will be a fun series. Another seven-game series. Honestly, well, there's a lot of seven-game series in the NHL. But Capitals are Blue Jackets. Capitals, Blue Jackets. Another tough one is what he says. I don't know what to do for that. That's going to be such a good series because the Capitals are on a tear, but so are the Blue Jackets. It just depends if Alexander Ovechkin is going to be able to pull through this year. I would say it depends on the goalies. Oh, that's true. I'm going to pick the Blue Jackets. He's taking the Blue Jackets. And probably seven again. Okay, and six. Pens, Flyers. He said Pens, easy. In five. In five games. Uh, Nashville's versus the Ducks. They've had a history of playing each other in the playoffs, and they've always been the highest-scoring series. Okay, a big N for Nashville. Holy moly. Oh, and six, though. I'd assume the big N would mark a sweep. Jets Wild puts a J. We predicted one upset so far. It's not the Washington Wizards winning. Jets are... Taking the wild, uh, four, two, something. One and five. Knights, blues. Knights and five.
five in their first ever playoff series. Yeah, Sharks and Kings. They've had another. They've had another history. Remember when the Kings won the cup in 2012 and they came back from a three nothing deficit to the Sharks because the Sharks are the, probably the Sharks versus the Capitals would be the the series I'd want to see because they are the worst teams when it comes to the playoffs. Oh yeah, no for sure. They they can't make it out. Alexander Ovechkin has never even it. been to a cup final and he almost he's up there in points. You know. Yeah, and I mean Joe Thornton's been there, but he's never won. And they've won the President's Trophy like seven times. Okay, so next round, Lightning Bruins. Another pretty big rivalry. Bruins. That's so questionable. I'll just make it a foreign Seven-game series, Bruins. Another, another good series predicted by Tim Doyle. Penguins, 4-2 to two over the Blue Jackets. Nashville versus the Jets. I think they're going to get upset. And this is where Nashville loses in seven. I don't. The Knights versus the Kings. I'm going to go for your, your Washington tactic. And I'm going to go. Kings. Kings over Vegas. Over Vegas. Four to three again. Oh no, four to two. Four to two. Insects. Okay, Penguins Bruins Eastern Conference Finals. Oh, the Penguins do not make it three in a row. Thank goodness. Yeah. Bruins represent the East. Four two. Jets Kings. Jets Kings. Jets. <laughs> Jets in the West. And are you gonna write the series or no? Jets in uh, no sweeps, no sweeps this year. No. The only sweep possible, I feel like, would be the Jets in the Wild. All right, Bruins. Bruins win the cup. Actually, I should have drum rolled that. Bruins <laughs> four to two. All right. And the amount it it says this making your NHL bracket the amount of goals in the final series. What do you think it'll be? You're predicting six games. Final series. Final series. The amount of goals in these six games between the Bruins and the Jets. Said it was a six-game series. You have to predict the amount of goals by both teams, like combined. Just the amount of goals in the series. Like say every game ended three to two in six games. That's five games. So thirty goals. Forty-one. Jets are a high-scoring offense. But they have Tuka Rask and Connor Hellenbuck, which are both been tearing it up this season. I, I feel like that would just be a fun series. I don't actually know. Like, I feel like I'm just giving the Jets the benefit of the doubt playing Nashville because Nashville is a high-powered squad. They're insane. Our brackets might be pretty similar. This will be fun. Okay, I got to hurry up. Do it. Go. Get four minutes. Okay, what do we got here? Okay, lightning and devils. Uh, Why? I hope your numbers on the side aren't. What you? Oh, that was that was. Okay. Oh, you picked the devils. Well, I mean, okay, devils and devils and five. <laughs> but yeah, no, it is true. The devils have actually they are three and zero against the lightning this season, in regular That's season. The only reason. 
And in regular I'm season being games. being biased, I promise. No, no, that's literally that's totally, like not a lot of people see it, but no, that's totally that's okay. They're three and zero against them. You're a lot good. of people kind of look over that. We got four minutes. Do you think you can do this in four minutes? Yeah, I kind of put the overtime. Okay. Okay. Uh, the Bruins are three and one or three and one this year against Maple Leafs. Felix is picking the Leafs in seven. That that I'm, I agree. It's either one or the other. They're both high. They're very quality teams. That's gonna be a fun series if it actually happens. Uh, I picked Caps in <laughs> Caps in four first sweep against the Blue Jackets. That's fair. They're, they're three and one. I mean, they're both hot teams. The Capitals are just. It's gonna be a good year for them. It'll be a fun game. I I can't wait to see that. Flyers over the Pens. We're just picking. We're just picking them out. Just kick the Pens out of the playoffs. No one likes them anyway. Sorry, Evan and his father. I'm actually. I'm I'm completely like opposite your bracket right now. Flyers and six. I okay. Here's the thing. I totally okay. He's got the big end. Nashville in four, and I almost almost yeah, did that, that as well. Yeah, no way. I almost did that as well. That's totally. Yeah, Jets over the Wild. I love the Wild, but yeah, we got another sweep. I just feel like that first round wasn't even close. Golden Knights versus the Blues. Is he going to pick the Blues this year? He is. They're making out of the they're, first they're round. Too physical. I Seven. think the Golden Knights aren't physical enough to face the Blues, especially in the playoffs. That's true. This is going to be their first playoff run ever. Uh, up next, we got the Sharks. They are winning against the Kings. That's a solid yeah. pick as well. Seven games. Yeah. Uh, well, Felix figures this out. I'm just going to do the kudos of the day. So let's get the drum roll. This is the kudos of the day. Yeah, there was no drum roll, so I just did the kudos of the day. Um, I would have to give the kudos of the day to the Avalanche. Being a diehard Avalanche fan for so long. It's great to see them going on such a hot tear this season, and even if they don't make the playoffs, I honestly don't care because Nathan McKinnon is an absolute beast. All right, let's go back to Jake's – I mean, Felix's bracket. Good Lord. Okay. Did, did you pick those? Oh, Devils, Devils beat the Leafs in seven. That's fair. Flyers beat the Caps in seven. Oh, man. The Jets beat the Preds in seven. Yeah, this is going to be a fun series. Blues beat the Sharks. Also in seven. It's going to be a seven-game <laughs> seven game final four. Actually, no, seven. Yeah, there would be about 28 games. <laughs> okay, sorry, 27 That's games. the only one I'm taking a game off. 27. <laughs> blues, Blues, uh, Blues win four to two over the Sharks. I kind of like this bracket. Finals, Jets versus, <laughs> Jets versus the Flyers. Flyers win in six games against the Devils. Jets win in Five against the Blues. Oh boy, this is. I, I'm actually interested. I kind of like this. Who's winning it? I'll do the drum roll for this one. Give the drum roll. Flyers in four. Oh, I'm just kidding. No, it's the Jets. He picked the Jets in four. Yeah, total games in series four. Do do we honestly think the Jets are going to be able to make it to the finals? Both of us do. But I have the Bruins winning over the Jets. It's just gonna be rough. It's gonna be a really fun series this year. I'm really looking forward to the playoffs. Playoffs are like really wishy-washy, but yeah, we both have the Jets. That's a pretty solid pick in the West. I, I like think it. they get the upset on the Predators. I hope so. And then I really think the Devils are gonna be a strong team to beat coming into the playoffs. They're fighting pretty hard. They're playing pretty good getting in. They're playing a lot of good teams, beating a lot of good teams. I think they get the lucky series against the Leafs. Really play hard. 
And then the Flyers, I think they're just such a dynamic scoring team. I don't think Holby can hold up for the Capitals. Catch us two weeks from now, same time, same place. We'll See you be guys. here. We love you.